Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Spring football is in full swing. Iowa women are in the final four. And a lot more stuff going on. David Eichholz, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Sean, spring football is finally back in full swing of things. A lot of storylines to watch. A very critical offseason for this Iowa team as we're going to continue to talk about probably Iowa's best chance at returning to a Big Ten title game before the divisions go away. USC, UCLA join the conference and a lot more. But we did get the opportunity to meet with Kirk Ferentz last week for the first time all spring. Right now it's been the only availability we've had with the coaches or players this spring. I'm anticipating that's going to change soon, but we have not received any updates as to that so let's go with based off what we know sean let's dive right into the kirk Ferentz press conference i would say a loaded press conference but really didn't seem like a ton of knowable information came out but there were certainly some things that stuck out to me that kirk almost didn't want to talk about until he was asked about specifically around the soft tissue injuries that seems like it's a struggle again but yeah man let's just dive right into it give me some of your takeaways from kirk's presser yeah, I mean, I know we'll dive into it here in this, you know, coming part and obviously over the course of the podcast, but injuries, like there seems to be more and more injuries, you know, every year, at least a certain group is really hindered by injuries. And last year, I believe the linebackers, a lot, a number of those guys were out. Granted, they had a lot of experience with that group and we were expecting them to, you know, be fine and you know, it's the Iowa defense. They're going to find a way to live, deliver no matter what, especially at that linebacker spot. But this year it's two position groups that really couldn't afford to have injuries, and that's wide receiver and offensive line. Uh, wide receiver, obviously, you know, Nico Regani, Deontay Vines coming back. Two guys that are now injured for probably most of the spring are Jacob Bostic and Seth Anderson. Seth Anderson transferred from Charleston Southern. While Jacob Bostic was a guy that the Iowa staff has been really high on throughout his time at Iowa, but just hasn't been able to stay healthy. And on top of that, you know, a few days after the Kirk Ferentz press conference, it's announced that Brody Brecht is going to focus on baseball. So yeah. right now, I mean, there's two healthy scholarship or two healthy scholarship wide receivers. And it's almost, you know, it's very similar to last year, especially in fall camp when. I mean, Iowa, you know, had those two healthy guys, or I mean, it was one healthy scholarship wide receiver in Arlen Bruce. And, yep. you know, you had a bunch of walk-ons going on. And, you know, I think with Cade McMurra, that could be, you know, something that's, you know, maybe not as concerning. Um, but I think with, you know, it's still a concern. And if you want this offense, like, the Iowa offense is going to rely on the tight ends in the middle of the field. There's no doubt about that. But if you want to really open up the offense, you have to have more playmakers on the outside. And, you know, not having those guys out there for spring, I mean, yes, you still have summer, you still have fall camp to get healthy, but spring's a good stepping stone for those guys. And, 
you know, obviously having Deontay Vines is really, really intriguing considering what he did in the fall last year. Um, Nico's going to have a big role this year, obviously, kind of being that glue of the offense. But not having Bostic and uh, Anderson, two receivers that you really expected to take a big leap this year, that's that's a little concerning. Um, but, I mean, hey, it, it is what it is. At least it's not fall camp. You know, that that's a positive, but it's still something that, you know, doesn't – it's not sitting overly well. And it and it shouldn't. I mean, maybe I'm overblowing this a little bit, but this is without a doubt one of the biggest disaster position groups in the entire country. Because I think Iowa's done a bad, like a poor job of offering a good amount of wide receivers. I think they need to increase the amount of scholarship wide receivers. And like you mentioned last year, Sean. They had one scholar, healthy scholarship receiver. There were times they had four wide receivers total available. If, if you're not getting any production from your wide receivers during the season, the spring football is how you really continue to better yourself and to take steps in the right direction. Like Iowa needs as much healthy practice time as they can get at the receiver positions. And, and, and first of all, nobody's going to blame Brody Breck for focusing on baseball. That, that guy is going to earn eight, an eight-figure paycheck in the MLB, throws 100 miles an hour, had an outstanding early part of his career at Iowa. Loves Iowa football. I think it's obviously smart career-wise for him to make that decision. But, man, it's this is a tough pill for Iowa's offense to swallow because we don't need to rehash the numbers that we saw last year. And Iowa has been trying to get guys in the transfer portal. Like you mentioned, they got Seth Anderson at wide receiver. But losing Brody Brecht, given all these injuries, Sean – they have to land two wide receivers in the second portal opening right now. It is not sustainable for Iowa going into this upcoming season. The good news for Iowa is Seth Anderson and Jacob Bostic, I believe are both supposed to be healthy for summer workouts and fall camp, but you need them on the field as much as you can one for them to get better and improve their own skills, but two to get chemistry with Cade McNamara. And honestly, this is not something I'm reporting. I have a hard time believing we see Cade McNamara at all this spring in terms of when we get the April 22nd, the spring game. Based on Kirk's press conference, Cade is – I'll take the week away. He's five to seven weeks away from being fully cleared or full throttle, right? But he's doing seven on seven. He's doing some individual work. But Iowa's not going to take any chances with him. So we might not be able to see him at all uh, when the spring game opens up on April 22nd. So – the Iowa receiver group's in a really rough spot. I think they are going to have a huge boost and heavily rely on Caleb Johnson. I think they're going to rely on Luke Lachey and Eric All. I wrote, I think, earlier this month that I really am getting, you know, it's high expectations, but Fanton Hawkinson type numbers, vibes from Lachey and Eric All, especially if Iowa's receivers aren't healthy enough to produce. They're going to run the offense through Caleb Johnson and those two tight ends, and it's it's going to be very clear to see why. And I think Cade McNamara is a good quarterback to be able to do that. But I, I think it's full on panic mode for the wide receiver room. I just it, it, getting Deontay Vines back, I think is big. I think it's a huge off season for him. But I also think that we're going to see Nico Regani put up his best season as a Hawkeye, not in terms of the reception numbers, but he's going to have multiple touchdowns. He's going to have his most yards of his career. I think, I think he's going to really, really become that safety net for McNamara and I think the chemistry of those two I think it's going to work in great stride but 
right now, Sean, who's playing the X receiver? I mean, we talked, I think Brody could have played the X receiver. Bostic could potentially play it. But right now, I don't know who they're suiting up at the X. I think they'll go as personnel um, as of today. And I'm, I mean, I think it's still early to be in full on panic mode. I think they'll go after one more receiver in the portal. I don't know if they'll go after two. Um, Cause I mean, you want to, you want to give Anderson and Bostic a chance when they get healthy. Um, yep. So, I mean, that, that's like, they, they'll, I think they will be okay there. Like, I think it's not going to be what everyone wants it to be. Where like, you know, K. Macmer sling it all over the field, like, you know, finding open guys, like he's hitting guys, you know, 60, 50, 60 yards downfield, whatever, um, 30, 40 yards downfield. But I think there's going to be more, you know, pace and just more consistency across the board. And it starts with running the football, but you also need that offensive line to improve. That's going to be the main thing. And obviously fall or spring so far, you know, there's been a lot of injuries. I think, you know, there's somewhere around, you know, maybe two or three of the starting main starting offensive linemen from last year's team that are bothered, yeah. that are hindered with injuries. And, you know, that's certain. I mean, you're going to have a slow spring um, with the offensive line. That always seems to really be the case. I think it was really assuring to hear that Kirk has been positive about Nick DeYoung and, you know, how he's, you know, kind of been able to come along a little bit. Obviously he's bothered, been bothered by injuries in the past, but he's playing really confidently right now. Um, Logan Jones are expecting, expecting to take a big step and a couple other guys too. And I mean, I guess with the offensive line, with having a couple of guys out, that gives, you know, leeway for a number of the other guys to potentially come in and produce and, you know, make, make something of themselves. I mean, a couple of names that come to mind, um, Griffin Little, Kale Crow, Jack Dotzler, you know, even Tyler Ellsbury, who was in the rotation last year, but just to give him more snaps and more confidence. Um, you know, I, I mean, obviously you want those offensive linemen that you expect to start this year to be in spring. But I think, you know, as Kirk mentioned, it's a positive if you want to spin it to see that, you know, these guys are getting more contributions and more snaps and, you know, that's that's something that you can kind of hold your hat on. But obviously not having some of those main guys out there isn't isn't the best. And I think when you talk about the two position groups that Iowa needs to improve the most, it's offensive line and wide receivers. And then you look at what the injury struggles for Iowa right now, where are they injured at wide receiver and offensive line. So I think that's why there's I want to say a growing concern. From not not within the program, but from the fans' perspective, like it's just almost demoralizing. Springs already start like just started, and you're already hearing about all these injuries. So I think that's a big deal. But there is one bit of good news on the injury front. Eric All is full of go. I mean, that was one of the big question marks when he got on campus. Sean is 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 it going to be available by spring? And Eric, when we talked to him, seemed optimistic. But Kirk just said, "Yeah, he's been doing everything." Eric told us, I think, a few weeks ago that. He's as healthy as he's been in the past few years, and he still produced even when he wasn't fully healthy. So I think there's some optimism there. And again, I expect a potential All-American caliber year from Eric All. I mean, this is a guy that I really, really think can piece it all together. I'm very intrigued about the skill set that he brings to the table. So there is at least a bit of good news. Cade McNamara is continuing to be on the right track. Again, he's doing seven on seven. He's doing some throwing things. 
when he gets fully cleared, that's going to be a big boost. But it's going to be something very interesting, I think, to watch. But you know, let's flip over the defensive side of the ball real quick, and we'll continue to dissect kind of Kirk's comments. But you know, Sean, when you dig in the numbers, Iowa's losing over fifty percent of their production. But I don't think you and I have talked about this yet, and maybe I'm just in full blown optimism mode about the defense just because right now the offense has so many question marks it's almost unfair to put this on the defense but Sean I gotta tell you just from looking at the numbers and the people they're bringing in the people that they come back I really do believe this defense could be just as good as last year's I I I really really do if guys take the steps forward that I think they're capable of taking I know it's unfair, but I'm curious what your thoughts are about the defense because I think they can be the exact same defense they were as this past season. Yeah, up front, I think it's going to be, you know, much of the same, if not better. Um, obviously, losing Lucas Van Ness is, is key, but that's a pretty deep rotation that you got there with the defensive line. You probably got seven or eight guys that you can really rely on to, you know, play pretty meaningful snaps. Linebacker, you know, I think it's still wait and see there. I mean, you know, obviously with Nick Johnson coming in or Nick Jackson coming in, that's going to be, you know, big having him probably at the middle linebacker spot and be interesting to see what they do at Leo and, uh, you know, the will. I think with the will, they're probably going to put Jay Higgins there. And then, you know, that leaves uh, Carson Sherrard, Kyler Fisher. I think Carson's a little better when it comes to coverage, but I know the Iowa staff really likes Kyler and you know what he can bring and maybe he could rotate in there somehow, some way. Um, But those are kind of the four names that really, you know, get mentioned a lot now with that linebacker spot in the secondary. I mean, it's probably going to be similar to the last couple of years where Iowa can just make, can just make plays and, you know, cause havoc. You know, I think with that, that lineup up front, you know, with those guys, on the line of scrimmage, I think that's going to really cause issues for a lot of offensive lines in the Big Ten. You know, in addition to that secondary, like you have Xavier Wampa, who maybe have like the highest ceiling of any defensive back that Iowa has ever had. And, you know, that's scary to think about in yeah. Phil Parker's defense. You have Jamari Harris and Cooper DeGene. I mean, Jamari Kirk spoke really positively of Jamari, you know, how he's bounced back from the last year. And we saw what he could do in the Citrus Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, and then Cooper obviously speaks for himself with the way he's been able to play. Quinn Schulte, you know, he can make plays in the secondary too. He's kind of like that Jack Kerner-esque, you know, that classic Iowa walk-on free safety that can be a run stopper, um, that can play the pass and, you know, just do a lot of things well and pretty much do everything well. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of talent for sure. And I think with Phil Parker leading the way, like, you know, it's it's going to be what it is. Is it going to be as dominant as last year? No, I think it's going to take a little bit of a step back, but I still think, you know, the talent is certainly there for this group to be to be really special once again. And I don't think, you know, that's that's going on a limb or anything. Like, this group is going to be, going to be very talented. Obviously, I'm just a little concerned about the linebacker spot. I, I think they can, you know, get there, but it's a tall task replacing Jack Campbell and Seth Benson, and, you know, I know Justin Jacobs only played in two games last year, but him as well. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think linebacker is the one spot that I'm concerned about. But I also think Nick Jackson, remember, he had over 100 tackles, and he only played in 10 games because Virginia canceled the last part of their season after the tragedy that happened at the university. So I'm very eager to see what Jackson can bring to the table. But let's talk with defensive line, man. I, I, I'm very optimistic about who they got returning. Uh, I mean, Noah Shannon's come back. I think that was a very big get. But there's a player that we have not mentioned yet, Aaron Graves. I think it's going to be a breakout guy in the Big Ten. I mean, we saw flashes of what he could do last year. I'm curious what his rotation is going to look like. But Aaron Graves is such a high-ceiling caliber player. I mean, he's a round one draft pick, in my opinion, in the future, if he can really piece it all together. He's just that much of a freak from the physical standpoint. He was the National Athlete of the Year, I believe, by Max Preps coming out of high school. You know, Mr. Do-Everything. And then Deontay Craig. I know a lot of people are disappointed that Lucas Van Ness wasn't returning, and nobody can blame Van Ness for going to the NFL. He's going to be a top 10, top 15 pick. Um, But Deontay Craig, I, I really feel like people don't understand what he did last year. He put up numbers very similar to Lucas Van Ness. He was a really good pass rusher. He's going to be a guy that I think could be a potential all Big Ten first or second team guy and could have a legitimate NFL decision to make at the end of the year based on who, who I've talked to. Um, he's a high, high four, high ceiling caliber guy as well. And then you look at the secondary, as you mentioned, Xavier Wampa, Cooper DeGene, man, he, he early draft board, Sean, for, for the following year, he's, uh, he's being mentioned round one, round two. He's a freak athlete. Uh, I think he's in for a big year. My hot take early on when our, when we talked about our, ask our insiders, anything, I think Cooper's going to win. Jim Thorpe award this this upcoming year. I think he's got that kind of ceiling if they're going to throw him the ball. If Jamari can return to the trajectory that he was on prior to the injury, I think he can do some damage in the secondary as well. I think Phil Parker is going to have him already, and at this point it's expected that he's going to have them already. So I think you're right. I think that the linebacker, I think there's some potential there. I just don't think there's a lot proven. Like There's not a lot of proven people there right now. I think Jay Higgins – has been very, very good. I think Nick Jackson's good, but we haven't seen him in Iowa's defense yet. Uh, but there are certainly building blocks right now. Then obviously getting Torrey Taylor back, Drew Stevens back, Lamar Woods will have a special teams unit ready to go. Um, I think that's a good thing. Sh- surprise, surprise, Sean. Most of the question marks I have about this team, it's come down the offense. And what are, what are realistic expectations for this offense and for Brian Ferentz? Uh and I think a big part of that, obviously, is going to be the offensive line and not even just on Cade McNamara, but is the uh, is the running scheme and the running concepts, are they going to remain the same or are they going to cater it more toward Caleb Johnson? I think that's going to be a big thing I'm looking for as well because Caleb Johnson has all the tools to be an all-Big Ten caliber guy. We saw him last year. He He's a very, very complete player with a high upside, and I think him continuing to learn you know, how to become a better pass protector – 
how to read when, you know, when to cut, when not to cut. I think those things just come with spring ball. They come with experience and going through all this. I think it's going to be a very, very big potential year for him. So I know I, I jumped all over the place on that, Sean, but the, it, this offseason is just so riddled with so many variables. And I feel like we haven't really had that in the past few years. Yeah, that uh, <clears throat> I mean, going back on the defense too. I mean, hearing about the backup secondaries, I mean, obviously injuries could happen. You never really want to, you know, those things to happen, but you know they do from time to time. And to hear that, you know, the staff really likes Conan Enger, TJ Hall, two guys that you know I've heard really good buzz about since they've been on campus. Good to see those guys have stepped up. Um, number of others too, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned the offense, Caleb Johnson. I don't, I don't, I mean, we're not going to figure out until the season, but one of the things that really, you know, I've thought about is what, what does the usage look like with him? Like, is he, you know, is it 70, 30, is it 80, 20? You know, what, what, what is that? Like, what is that percent looking like with him getting the carries? Because, you know, with Iowa, they're going to have, you know, multiple running backs because, I mean, it's probably the position that takes the most hits on the field. You know, obviously the offensive line, defensive line, line scrimmage, that's obviously, you know, that's the trenches for a reason. But the running back position, you know, those types of hits, like you're taking the most. And – can Caleb withstand that this year? I mean, yes, he has the body to do it. There's no doubt in my mind. He's probably one of the most physically well-built running backs in the Big Ten. And, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that he can take that beating. But what does that rotation look like this year? Like, LaShawn Williams comes back after mainly being a backup last year. Obviously, with Gavin Williams hurt, that kind of, you know, let LaShawn take over that spot. But, you know, Jazzy and Patterson, I mean, that was a guy that maybe might be a year away, but Brian Ferentz talked really highly of him during spring ball last year. Or not during spring ball, during full prep last year. Yep. You know, what he could do. And, you know, I mean, we saw – I mean, I know it was against a Kentucky defense that wasn't the level that it was early in the year with the guys that opted out and it was the end of the game. But Jazzy and Patterson, that really nice 17-yard run, and, you know, showed some wiggle and showed some, you know, ability to – get guys off him so i'm interested to see you know what that kind of looks like that's probably probably one of my more under under the radar storylines this spring is what does that what does that rotation look like what is the snap usage what is you know how does LaShawn work in there how does jazz work in there do they work in there like you know what what does that look like i feel like LaShawn he would probably be the guy that gets the nod just because, you know, he's the older guy. But Jazz, I mean, there's a lot to like about him. I know the staff really likes him too. You know, something that stood out to me last year, now that I think about it, and I, I kind of brushed it off, but now the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. It feels like every time we asked about Caleb Johnson, Kirk would lump him and Jazz together. And I thought it was to take pressure off of Caleb just because we continue to ask about him. But just given what we saw from Jazz and Bull Prep, hearing Brian talk about him, I don't think that was a ploy to get the attention off Caleb Johnson. I really believe Jazz has done the right things. 
within the program. I do think that there's going to be a legitimate battle for that number two spot. And I like LaShawn coming out of high school. I still like him as a, as a backup running back. I still think he can bring some things to the table. But Patterson's very, very interesting to me. So I think there's going to be a real battle there. And I think Jazz needs to put on some more weight. I think he needs to get around 195 just so he can continue you know, to take hits from Big Ten caliber guys and Power 5 players. If he's able to do that and kind of keep that same burst that we've seen and that we've heard about, I do think that there's going to be a legitimate challenge there. And, you know, it, it's so interesting to think about what this offense could look like just in terms of how are they going to – are they going to cater it more toward Cade or are they going to keep it the way they were under Spencer? Because we've heard positive things from Cade about the the meetings he's had with John Budmeyer, uh, with with Brian Ferentz about where this offense is going. And Cade said, I really feel like my – opinion and my voice is being heard i don't think they're necessarily catering toward me but they're open to new ideas so a couple things i want to see less rollouts i mean i get why they had to do the rollouts last year just because i don't think the offensive line could protect spencer enough within the pocket but when they did the rollout sean there'd be one or two options and if they weren't there they were throwing it away or throwing it in the dirt i think iowa really needs to utilize the run and to set up a deep play action pass. It just seems like we really haven't seen a lot of those deep play actions that we saw, you know, with Hawkinson, when they had Fant, when they had a couple of guys in the perimeter that could get down Brandon Smith, who would go downfield, Amir Smith, Marset. It just really feels like there's been an absence of that for the past two years. So I think the offensive line is obviously going to play a big part. I don't think there's a question at quarterback right now, assuming Cade McNamara can be the, the quarterback that we saw at Michigan it may be even better if he's continued to take steps in the right direction. But I don't know. There's there's just so many things I'm trying to piece together, and that's what spring ball is all about. I was trying to piece things together. I think Jazz can find a spot. And, I mean, you talk about even the third tight end. What about Aston Ostranga? I mean, look, Luke Lachey and Eric All could be the two best, you know, one of the best tight end duos in the country. And that's not a shot at Addison. Because we've heard some really, really good things about him behind the scenes. We saw him flash in the you know in the fall practice last year. There are things that he could do and offer this team. And if Iowa continues to stay thin at wide receiver, I don't think it's unrealistic that we see Addison get some run. Yeah. No. I mean, I think personally, I mean, I know Laporta was a high school wide receiver, but Lachey is experienced playing all over the field. And I think he's better suited to play outside than, you know, maybe Laporta was from an athletic standpoint. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see what they do. I mean, I like I said, I think they go after maybe one receiver in the portal during this window. And I'm interested to see what other positions are kind of areas of focus. But, you know, having a guy like Lucas Shea out there and, you know, having Eric All out there too, who, like you said, it, the, the, the update on him has been really positive. You know, that that can maybe open up things to to this offense. And obviously it starts up front. That's the local point, but you know, it's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, you don't want to freak out because it's spring ball, but I mean, how how can you not in yeah. certain ways when you know these were the issues last year? And, you know, offensive line, wide receiver, you know, injuries in spring. 
you know, those were kind of the things that were brought up all, you know, all season as to why Iowa got off to the start that they did. And yes, there's a new quarterback in there that you can feel better about, but you know, you want to see it on the field. And I, I get the concern. I get, I get why people are frustrated with that, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. And you know, I also think there's an extra level of frustration because Brian Ferentz is the offensive coordinator. Because I think people would at least, if they were being led by someone else, there'd be a sense of, okay, he's just adopting this room. We need to give him time to be able to fix it. But because it's Brian, there's just that sort of extra anger. There's that extra just frustration. There's that extra get it done now, like a we're done waiting mode to the fan base. And again, it, it, they've just been screaming about these issues for so long that it, it just falls on deaf ears at this point when nothing seems to have changed. But we'll see what happens. I think I think Iowa has big opportunity this spring. I think they're going to be a huge opportunity this football season. But I'm very curious if they're going to stick to the script or if they're going to try to fix some of these issues. And, I, again, I think health is a big thing. But if the, if the injury trend continues like this, Sean, really, really got to think they got to look at what they're doing that potentially is contributing to these injuries because there is no way there should be, I think Kirk said in his presser, a dozen soft tissue injuries, 10, 10 off-season surgeries or just getting stuff repaired. And, yeah, every team goes through it. But, man, Iowa, when you want better wide receiver play, when you want an improved offensive line, which could dictate whether or not you win the Big Ten West to go to, to, go to Indy, play Michigan or Ohio State. It's not not a good start when uh, you're dealing with injuries this early in spring. Now, again, if they, if they can get healthy and everything's good by summer and fall practice, they make the strides, then I think you're feeling better. But spring is such a big, big moment and big time for developmental programs like Iowa. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very curious what the fan base's temperature is is going to be throughout this spring. I think we'll see if, you know, what the support's going to look like in the spring game and how many people overread it. And then if there's going to be a renewed sense of optimism in the summer, but there's a lot of different dynamics that are at work here that I don't know, just from, just from obviously our, my perception and covering the program, it's going to be very, very intriguing to watch because I could see a lot of different things happening. And I do feel, again, there's a huge sense of frustration this early in spring ball, which is, I don't want to say it's a good or bad thing, but I think a lot of people are just sort of fed up with it right now. Yep. No, I mean, I don't have anything else really bad. So it's, we'll see what happens, man. But hopefully we'll get the chance to meet with, with some of the players and some of the assistants in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure we will. Uh, but we have no knowledge to that right now. But David Eichel, Sean Bach, be sure to follow us on Twitter at David Eichel at SBach247 and at Hawkeyes on 247. And be sure to stay tuned to HawkeyeInsider.com for spring football buzz, for women's final four coverage, for offseason Iowa men's teamwork in the transfer portal. Sports are slowing down, but the news does not. So stay with us and we'll talk soon.